I am State Farm Agent Rob Renz, and I want to help you get to a better place. Visit us online at ilminsurance.com. That's ilminsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. All right, we are back. I am Chase Roth, and this is Shane Stumiller. How are you doing, Shane? Pretty good, yourself? Um, excellent. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. This is pretty exciting. You could come into the studio and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, sorry about the uh, the parking situation outside. I know it can be challenging. It is downtown Wilmington, so to be expected. Yeah. You didn't get rained on, though, did you? No, I did not. I made it imperfect. It That's great. Good. I got rained on, on on my walk over from where I ended up parking, but not too bad, so it worked out okay. Yeah, no, I'm pretty close. It worked out great, so. So, Shane, you are active duty Marine Corps still? Correct. Um, you are our third active duty guest, I believe. Um, we had the iFly team on uh, several weeks ago, um, and one of their partners, who you know, because you yeah. referred him to the VBC, yeah. Pat McGuire, um, is still active duty as well. I don't know if he's planning to get out yet or not. He seems like he's not real sure yet. Um, but that was a really cool session. I love what they've got going on, and uh, thank you for referring them to the VBC. I, th- I think it's great to have them plugged in with our network. Yeah, it was pretty pretty small community and worked out that really well that way. So. Yeah, and you've been involved with the VBC for quite a while as well. Since the second meeting. Yeah. I missed the first one and then came to the second. So which I find kind of unique because, uh, you know, you're still in the military, but you've really been leaning into – the transition pretty heavy, um, which I didn't do. So, <laughs> right. so like, it's really neat to see how much things have changed since I left active duty like eight, nine years ago to now. Um, so you like, run me through it, man. In the last 12 months, like what are all the different things you've done to start getting ready for transition? I mean, you started coming to the VBC, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some assumptions here and correct me if I'm off, but I think some of the the reasons that active duty folks are attracted to what we're doing is they get to see what uh, other veterans are doing outside of like corporate type stuff, like as business owners, like what other options might exist. Is that part of why you come to the VBC? Yeah, uh, that's hundred percent right. I think it goes back a little bit farther than that though. Like our relationship, we've known each other for a better part of 12 years, maybe more than now. Probably 15 we've known years. each other since 06. Yeah. Okay. So long time. Take my shoes yeah, off. Yeah. Still a Marine. Where's the yeah, pants? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I skipped that MCI too. But but really, 2017, I got stationed and I went to NATO in Belgium. And mm-hmm. then it's like, that's really when I decided, like, wait a minute, I am, I'm making this a career. I'm going to do 20 years, but, like, I'm not going to do more than 20 years. And so then it was, like, there is when I was like, how do I figure this out? Because getting out, as I'm, like, in the process of it, it's really, like, you get your checkout sheet from your unit and you get your checkout sheet from base. And it's, you can be checked out. It's in, pretty simple. Pretty simple. I mean, yeah. that's, that's it. That's how you get out of the military. Like, do these two pieces of paper and you're done. Give right. us your ID card. Here's your new one. Have a nice life. Right. But it's all, it's, it's your life. That's, that's the, I think the cool piece mm-hmm. about it is how successful do you want to be and what do you want to do with it? So 2017, it's like, well, what do I do for myself to make myself successful when I get out? And that's when I realized, okay, I'm going to use the GI Bill to figure myself out and use a degree. And I used Special Operations Command or SOCOM has a matching fund that I could use for a little while to pay for some of the, my degree tuition assistance, and then the GI Bill to fund everything. So I get the degree, 
uh, and I'm moving forward with it. And then it's like, okay, now what does the degree have? How do I leverage what's there? And then they open up some cans to nonprofits. And that was kind of incidental to my degree field and learning about nonprofits. So I start digging into what nonprofits are out there. And then you're seeing guys leave as you're getting out because, you know, one-third of the force gets out every year. So you're seeing what everybody else is doing. It's like, oh, some of these guys went to the Honor Foundation, uh, which is a transition organization that teaches you how to do things. And then you see other guys go to the Commit Foundation or some of these other different programs. And then I also see what you're doing and how you're starting businesses and getting other people involved. So you just start picking up these little pieces um, and then putting it all together and like trying to build a timeline. So for me, really, 2017, I started like, okay, I'm doing 20 years and I'm getting out. So you've been working at this for like going on five years now. Yeah. Like I've wow. really started to like figure out like what do I need to do to be successful and how do I do this? Like I feel like such a chump. I gave myself like 30 days. But I think part of that is because <laughs> I see I got to learn from people like you. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, wow. like here's where we here's where we went wrong and like how do I how do you do this better? And like I'm in a I mean, I was in a leadership position at the battalion. I know I passed that off, and I'm worried about me kind of going on my separate way. But, like, in transition, it's not like onboarding on the unit. Like, your commander has never gotten out of the military. Mm -hmm. So, like, they don't know or understand what it takes to get out of the military because they're still in active well, duty, and they're still thinking about the fight, think which about is their this. job. They spent, if you, if you only count boot camp, they spent 12 weeks in processing you. Right. Like, just with boot camp. Just not boot camp. E not right. even counting, like, all the other stuff you got to do before you're a functional member of your unit. Right. And that's if you just stay with whatever unit you're in and you don't go to MARSOC like you did and have to go through a whole other pipeline of stuff, right? But 12 weeks of 24-7 indoctrination. Job. One job. Into your career, right? right? And like you said, then it's like, hey, here's your checkout sheet. Go have the mailroom sign this saying you don't have any more mail and you can you give, can leave. You're done. Give me your ID card. Like, that's here's it. Here's your DU-214. That's yeah. it. Like, like all that to get you in and then it's like maybe you get a pat on the rear end on, on the, the way, way out. out. So you've taken a much more proactive approach. You've been working for – so you're going to be out, would you say, is it – July 31st, July? 2022. And, okay, yeah. so end of July this year. It's like six months. Correct. You're out. Yeah. Done. Walk out, you've got your paperwork, you're on to the next chapter, whatever that is. But you started working on this almost five years ago. And you said college was part of it. Yep. You got a degree. Um, what was the what was the the reason for for the degree? Um, is it was it because you're interested in that field and you want to go work in that field, or was it just because it's like I can get it paid for and it's good to have? What was I the can, it was because I can get it paid for and it's good to have. I think mm -hmm. it's more of a check in the box. Like what do I need to do? to make myself as successful as I possibly can. And so one of the things I was thinking about is like, okay, let's get a degree and get a master's degree. Mm -hmm. Would I have gone a different route after I was out of the military for like an MBA or something like that? Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, like I'm looking at my GI Bill and my family, my situation. I have four kids. I can't divide that GI Bill equally in, amongst in a, the four of them. In a useful manner. Yeah, yeah, so it's like I'm just going to use it for myself and make sure I can position myself as best as possible. And then using some of the types of funds that I had available and who was paying for the school, they had a, they had a vote in my degree. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, what degrees are you going to support me in getting a master's? Because I think it's a master's at the end of the day. So I chased a degree and the name of a university okay. uh, more so than I did the degree itself. I mean, I can relate to that. My my educational pursuits um, you know, were not what I would have liked them to have been in a perfect world, right? But 
when you're in your 30s and you're going to college and you've got a family and you also have to pay your bills and do all this other stuff, you can't just be like, you know what, I'm going to take the next four years off and go to Harvard and live the college life. Yeah, it's like, not going to happen. It, for me, it didn't. You know, I mean, I know there's guys that do that, but they're like divorced. You know, they're not involved with their kids or they just never had any. Yeah. Um, they, they can go live the bachelor life and, and do that. For me, I was like, oh, I got to pick a university that can integrate with my family work-life balance and all that. And it's it, they're, it would have maybe made different decisions under dis- different circumstances probably, but, you know, we make do with what we what we can under the circumstances, I think. Right. Oh, yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. So you got the you got a degree. You finished graduate school. That was step one. Yep. In the process, then uh, what was next? So then it was. I still I'm still active duty. So like mm-hmm. I had to work on my actual job commitments and like kind of slow these things out. So it's kind of a year and a half or so kind of wait from graduating till like really the next big step. The next one was the Honor Foundation, which is a. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 501c3 nonprofit, and they are focused on the special operations community. There's a lot of these different ones out there um, for conventional forces, for special forces, for Marines, sailors, Air Force. Every service has their own. I went with the Honor Foundation because they're focused towards special operations. They have a big, wide network. Um, the Honor Foundation was great because of the network. Like, they teach you to to turn your heads. Like the analogy I use is you're an aircraft carrier and you're the captain of your aircraft carrier and you're steaming full steam ahead in one direction. The Honor Foundation is like the first tugboat that comes up and it's like, hey, you need to start looking left and you need to start looking right. Like what's around you because your ship isn't going to turn overnight and it's not going to turn on a dime. And they're like, start pushing you in the right direction. Like, hey, you need to look at LinkedIn. You need to look at your resume. You need to learn how to have a cup of coffee and figure out who you are. You need to understand what do you want in life and why do you want it. And it's a very selfish look because it's, like, specific to you, not your it's family, not the, your career. And that's the fundamental different change that I've never had. And it's the, the, it's the reverse of boot camp. Exactly. It's the reverse it's the, of boot camp. You're trying to undo boot camp, right? Because in boot camp, it's like you are unimportant and you don't matter and you don't exist. And, in fact, if I ever hear you say I right. or me, yeah. <laughs> you're done. Like, you're toast. And so it sounds like the Honors Foundation's uh, mission is to is to kind of unravel that and and force you to take that that look at yourself and what what is important to you. You do exist as an individual. The Marine Corps is about to be done with you, right? Um, so what do you want out of life? Not what can you give to the Marine Corps anymore, right? And that's and that's the first steps. It's like figuring out how do you figure out what you want. And then the piece that they they really hit on is like what do you want and what's your journey? And then you they teach you to kind of like go after those different things. Like, how do you use social media to, to research companies, individuals, lifestyles, other things that you want in your life, and how do you, you go after those? So then you start looking at, okay, job A looks interesting for A, B, and C. Like, how do you kind of get those different pieces? Um, so then the Honor Foundation was the next one. It's like, now, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Um, and then they put you in contact with all these different people. They pair so, you with a coach, and you start having these one-on-one conversations to, like, f- truly figure out what you want. So for me, like, I, I didn't know what I wanted um, at first. And I'm talking to my coach, and she's like, well, what's your favorite sports team? I'm like, well, I, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, even though it's a terrible season for us this year. But uh, she's like, all right, when we come back next week, 
I'll have somebody that works in the Buffalo Bills. And you can just learn about the Bills. And sure enough, I come back, and she has one of their strength and conditioning coaches for the Bills. And I have a contact conversation with her, and that leads like two or three other conversations with other people in the Buffalo Bills and a couple other people in professional football. And I realize, like, okay, I, don't absolutely, I absolutely want nothing to do with this because of the work-life balance that they have and the irregularity of their schedule. But I didn't know that. And right. like, that's the piece. Like, I know the military. I and know also how, how quickly and easy it was for you to establish contacts within a community that you've had nothing to do with. Nothing to do, other than watching to. it on Sundays for, you know, right. two hours that I watch it. And I was like, oh, that, that seems great, sitting on the couch staring at a TV. Right, right. So you've, you've checked off some things that you're not interested in. Have you, did it shed any light on, on areas that maybe you are? Yeah, so that was the first one. So part of my degree and where I stumbled into my degree was nonprofit management. And it's kind of like a, fell into that while I was going to school. So I was like, I really wanted to be in the veteran space, in the nonprofit management space with wildlife and things like that. And how do I help these organizations and help my village, the, the military village, as we transition and move forward? But I get into some of these and I realize, like, that's not going to fill – that's going to fill my passion tank and it's going to make me feel happy. But it's also not going to provide – for me financially where I want to be and allow me to do the other things on a personal level that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So like they were great. I really like nonprofits. I want to be involved with them on the personal level where I'm going to fill my bucket, but I still got to have this business and professional sense that I need to make more money to provide for my family and do the lifestyle that I want. So it was like, I learned I can't fully put all of my eggs into the nonprofit basket and go after that realm because I'm not willing to work at the level that those want you to work at for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. But I also was able to learn that and kind of have some of that understanding through the connections that the, at the, the Honor Foundation provided. Okay. And so then the Honor Foundation kind of happened simultaneously to the VBC. So like you're standing this up, I'm going through the Honor Foundation. It's like, okay, wait a minute, I can use the tools that I got from the Honor Foundation to start talking to other veterans. And so the VBC where it was awesome that I show up and now I can see like, okay, these guys transitioned successfully. And some of them have transitioned two and three, four times because mm-hmm. they've got out of the military. They went into jo- college. They went into job one. They started, mm-hmm. they started business one. They lost business one. They, they took job two. They started business th- two and that's still working. It's right. so like you see how they've gone through these things and you see like, okay, yeah, transition's weird and it's awkward but it's survivable. You it's can not get the through it. It's world. not the end of the world. Right. Like, yeah, you're going to take a few black eyes because everybody will. But it's life, right? Yeah, and life has this weird <laughs> way of coming at, at you and attacking you. But you, yeah. you see how it was done successfully and how people were moving forward with it. Um, and that's one of the pieces I think is interesting. Help my wife and I. She's opening up her – she's a fully licensed esthetician. And it's like dabbling with how do we open that LLC. You go there and you talk to, you know, a CPA. It's like, hey, you need to look out for X, Y, and Z tax purposes or do this do that you talk to other business owners like hey you need to look at this this and this and so just having those conversations where neither one of us know what we're doing Mm -hmm. but everybody at the vbc has experience in it they may not have experience in the spa industry or estheticians but they have experience running a business and those are the things that you just learn by having the conversations as well as like the incidental kickbacks it's like oh well i want to treat my wife grab a card like and you have these conversations where you can also like learn to build a business, running the business, but at the same time, like, building revenue and, and getting yeah. your name out there. So, like, it's really exciting to see how those things can work and how you have a landing pad right away from the military. Yeah. 
That's cool. That That's one of the things that wasn't planned into it from day one, but kind of evolved because the Honor Foundation campus is close by and then having some personal relationships with folks like you and getting involvement from active duty folks is, it is just kind of a natural fit where it, we've got this community of people that have been out there doing it for years. It's like, oh, I fly team. You want to open a business here? What do you What do you need help with? And they're like, man, everything, like insurance, land acquisition, construction. Like, we've never done any of that. We need help. Okay, cool. Here's our Rolodex. Here's all the people you can go talk to and get it sorted out. Um, and they're all veterans. They're all people you can trust or you can extend trust to initially um, anyways. So it's really neat to, to see it it functioning that way and seeing and hearing from you um, that you've gotten value out of it. Um, have you seen any, I guess, let me go back. Your wife, you and your wife were looking at opening a business for her. Yep. Um, you've shared that you've checked off several things that you're not interested in or that you're interested in but found that the pay isn't commensurate with the quality of life that you want to be able to have. Um, so have you found what it is yet that you're, you're, you're going to go after or are you still – Six months to sort that out yet. Great question. Next question. Uh, <laughs> no, yes, I have found something. Uh, I'm going to be starting a skill bridge. So for those that don't know what a skill bridge is, what, your last 180 days on active duty, you don't have to be a retiree. You can just be your four years and get out. But mm-hmm. your last 180 days in the military, the DOD will authorize you to do an internship, an unpaid internship with a company. You see to fill out, it's about five forms to fill out, one from the company, two from the command and the rest are, you know, the individual service member filling those papers out. But I'm going to start an internship with Fola Capital here in Wilmington with, with John. I can never say his. Panachone. Panachone, yeah. So also a connection from the VBC. I met him. Well, he's at a bunch of them, but I can't remember which one it was. We started having the conversation. He ended up being somebody that I was referred to through the Cups of Coffee through the Honor Foundation. And then I realized that I'd already met him and we had a, okay, a conversation cool. at the VBC once I'm on LinkedIn and was doing that conversation. So at one of the VBC meetings, I pulled him down, talked to him about I'm interested in his business and how that works in the finance realm. And he's like, well, why don't you come work for me? Let's do this internship. And he's already a registered SkillBridge program, so fill out the paperwork. And Super I'll start cool. that uh, March 7th. Awesome. So we'll do. So what, what's, your, what's the specific role that you're you're taking on to – experiment and see so if that's something like we're still in the we're tr- still trying to figure that one out me still having to transition and work um part of the the piece that i wanted to come back to was like the i-5 police with <laughs> with those guys like i work with one of the marines uh you know pat mcguire i was his instructor at marsoc and now mm-hmm. he's my xo right now at the battalion um he's going through the honor foundation told him about the vbc told him about john's company and full capital and things like that and just is able to expand that network and just see how it was able to grow. Uh, talking with John, I'm going to work on the iFi project and see how I can learn his business through that while simultaneously helping, you know, a fellow Marine and a friend that's going to move forward with his business. So, Oh, that'll be fun to work on. Yeah, it'll be an interesting project. I don't know what I'm doing, I mean, but I'll, I'm going in. You'll figure it I'll out. figure it out. Like, are, you, are you taking any uh, securities exams or anything like that as part of it? So I, I, I will take the SIE, the Securities Industry Essentials, because I don't need to be sponsored for that one. Mm-hmm. And I'll figure out, is this something I want to pursue myself? So going back to the Honor Foundation, like learning what I want, what I want to do, 
that's also where I realized, like, okay, I'm interested in this financial management, wealth management, kind of asset crowdfunding, financial big umbrella. What does everybody else have behind, have behind their name? Like Series 6, Series 66, 65, SIE, like, okay, well, let's go figure that out. What do I need to do with those? But it's great because the VBC, um, I just forgot it. A few people at the VBC is like, hey, no, you need to get this. Here's the here's the university you need to study for, and why you need to study for this exam, and how mm-hmm. what kind of time you need to prepare for this. So the VBC was like another reason. Once I started deciding I was going to go down this route, the VBC just people that I hadn't met yet come out of the woodwork just because I like the VBC on LinkedIn and I post something, I get a like from the VBC. Now I have other people like coming in right from that connection. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great to see how that ties into once I make one post, I'm looking at the SIE, any advice. Yeah. Like literally the advice was pouring in from a lot of people and half the people that commented on the thread were from the VBC. So That's pretty like, cool. It's nice to see how that network is there. What is it about the, uh, the financial industry that's attractive to you? The big piece is I can control my own schedule. Like oh. the one time, like the thing that I haven't had through the Marine Corps is time. Mm-hmm. Like my oldest is 12. You count up deployments, training, just work. Like, I was around for seven years. So, like, I want to be able to pick and choose my own time. Right. I've always had this interest with finance and, like, just the stocks and bonds. And, and just that has always interested me. It's always something I've just played around with on, the, on the, my own personal level. And then, two, the earning potential is kind of as much as you want to work. And there's, there's not really a ceiling that's in there. So, they kind of combine all of those things that's what's, why I'm getting at it. Okay. This is something that I... <clears throat> Those are all things that are important to me, too. And I think, I think that is important to a lot of business owners. I mean, our last episode, we talked to uh, Matt Mylot, who's just started his entrepreneurial journey like seven months ago. And that was the big thing. He's like, man, I'm not punching a clock for the man anymore. He's like, if I wake up, like, you know, we talked about, like, I woke up this morning, and I was like, man, it's 65 degrees and sunny outside. That hasn't happened in a month. Right. I'm going for a run. Yeah. Because I didn't have to go punch a clock at an office somewhere. I got to make that that opportunity cost call of am I going to sit at my computer or am I going to take an hour and go for a run? I'm going for the run. It's beautiful out. Why not? You yeah. know. Well, that you know, there's a trade-off. I didn't get something done that I could have gotten done, but I get that I have that say. Right. To do that. And it sounds like that's really important to you. That, that's the number one piece it is. And it's like, well, what, how can I put some of my interests that I'm personally interested in? Because I, I am interested in this financial thing. And the more and more conversations I have, the more and more avenues you can take from this. I still want to open my own business and, and run some of my own businesses, which is where John is coming in. Like, how do you use full capital to do some of these things? Like, Oh, man, he's got so many cool products. It's what, crazy. What I haven't figured out is what kind of business do I want to to run like where do I want to go but but it's like you know I figured I can do I can sit with John and full of capital and kind of like survey the land for a little while and see what really does interest me like the one thing I've learned through transition is I don't know what I don't know and Mm -hmm. it's a completely different world out there right so I don't want to rush to failure so like why don't I use my network that's around me that can that can still support me and insulate me yeah and then take a minute and figure out okay yeah I don't like this I do like this. I'll move after that one. So yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of merit in that. You know, learn from learn from other people's experiences. But sometimes it's also hard to learn from someone else's experience uh, at that level. Um, like 
this isn't coming out great, but so like you can learn a technique from somebody else that you don't have to figure out on your own, right? right? Like someone else can teach you how to change a tire instead of you trying to figure it out on your own the first time. Um, but someone else can't teach you if you like doing in, uh, something in a particular industry. They can tell you their perspective and what their experiences have been like, but until you've been in it, you really don't know. Right. You know, I've had, I've had experiences like that. Like I had a coffee shop for a year. I will never have a coffee shop again. Um, it's one of those things where you, from the outside, it's like, dude, I love coffee. I love being in coffee shops. I love the atmosphere, everything, the smell, everything about it. I love it. Like this is, this is going to be awesome. Dude, the, the reality of being in that business is not apparent from the outside. Right. At all. And after a year of it, I'm like, I got to get away from this. This is, this is not for me. Right. Like where I was at and the city I was in and the, the, the demographics of the area, cause I don't want to paint all coffee shop employees in a particular light or anything, but um, you know, the people that wanted to work in, a, in, in that place, in that area were the people that wanted to get paid to hang out in there. They saw it as an opportunity to just, you know, like, I like being in here, um, and now I get paid to make my drinks for free, and I can give free drinks to my friends, and, you know, maybe I yeah. show up for work, or maybe I maybe don't. don't. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, and, and drama and all the rest of it, and then the margins were crap. You're always looking for how can you save two cents here, three cents there on this or that. And it was just, I just didn't enjoy it. It was stressful to be a part of. I, I realized, you know, I'm, I'm better at just being a customer of a coffee shop than right, an owner right, of a yeah. coffee shop. But you wouldn't have been able to explain that to me. I had to, f- I had to feel that for myself. Right. Yes. Pain retains on some things. And yeah. You have to just learn. Some I learned things. that from the Marine Corps, like pain retains. And I've had this, it's funny you said that because I've had that conversation a couple times this week with different people about different things. Um, like sometimes you just need to feel some pain or you're not going to get it. Yeah. You're just not, it's, it's not going to click. You're not going to, you're not going to get it. The thing is what you said a minute ago is I don't want to rush to failure, but you can fail fast. Right. Right. Instead of rushing to failure, if you're going to fail, fail fast and just move on. Fail fast and fail forward. Like try something. This is something that I, I, I learned and, and I struggled with at first was just take action. Right. If you don't know what to do, just do something like you've done. Yeah. And you'll find out, ah, I don't like that. Like, I'm not into the NFL. I talked to five guys that are in there, and I learned what their daily routine is like and how many hours they work, and it's not for me, right? But if you had not had those conversations, you wouldn't have been able to check that off. So unless you try something, you can't say it's not for you yet because you don't really know. Right. On the surface, it might look terrible, and then you go do it, and you're like, I just made really easy money. This is awesome. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how do you plan to, to kind of balance that out as you explore, like, business Options. Well, I think that's the, the the beauty of my wife's LLC that's coming on right now because we we jumped all in on that one and we've made a few failures on that one. So it's like you learn, but again, like I talked to twenty other twenty people about it, and we followed everything that they said, but there's still something that just came out. It's like, oh yeah, didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> it's and, always and look, here yeah. it is. So like, how do we do with it? So like, um, you know, we can just I'm going to make the jump. I have a little bit of cushion because I still have six months left mm-hmm. on active duty. Like I don't have to make a decision. Right now, so that's where I'm. Like, if you had to right now, I would. I don't know. What, 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 I don't, what would it? What would it be? Do you think? Is there anything that's like kind of been sitting in the back of your mind? Like, man, I'd really like to do this. Is there uh, anything that's there? Right now, I'd probably just go do the the wealth management personal okay. thing. If I had a gun in my head right now, I have to make a decision. Like that's where I'm going right now. Okay, it's, it's the easiest I think that I can get into to figure out quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think that that's where I'll be long term though. Like I know that I would go into that decision like this is this is going to be the right now, not the long term one. Um, Have you? This is something I've never done. I've never aligned. You know, you, you see all this stuff. It's super popular right now. It's all over LinkedIn. Like align your passion with your whatever you do for a living with your professional life, and you never work a day in your life and all that stuff, right? Like I've never tried to align anything that I've ever enjoyed doing as like a hobby um, with making money. And now I know because I, I know you personally and I've known you for a long time. I know you're super into hunting and the outdoors and grew, grew up in Wyoming and big game yeah. and all that stuff. Have you ever uh, thought about or explored ways to like kind of incorporate that into uh, a money-making scheme of some kind? Yeah, I have a little bit. And that's probably why I am going now in the personal financial like the financial planning, financial management, financial realm, because at first I focused all of my energy, like how do I find a job in this outdoor hunting space? And then everything kind of leads to being a guide, which if you're a guide, that means you're hunting and you're not at home with your kids. Like you're out hunting. I love that. But you're, you're like all of the things that come with those require you to be outside and away from your family. And so it's like I look at some of those different things I'm sure there is a way out there. I just haven't found it yet. I'm going to continue looking, but like at this point, like I, I realize like I can do some other things that I can feed those personal passions with. Yeah. Through the the, the finance area or my my job, and I'm also one of the things like I don't know if you can have your passion to just jump in, and then three to four years like your work will be your passion. Maybe you just find something that's going on. There's another theory out there that I listen to. Like yeah, you don't have to have your passion like start working at it and then going. Like, I would assume your passion is entrepreneurialism, which I've seen, you know, just from our personal relationship in 2000, was it 12 you left the Marine Corps? Yeah, 13. 13, yeah. like you jumped into a few businesses. You didn't have a successful one. You still worked and you've made a successful one, but you've kind of gotten this passion by just jumping in and figuring out things that's going on. So I'm honestly yeah. of, the, of the opinion, like I'll figure out what my passion is. Like hunting and fishing is my personal like, that's what I, I enjoy and I like to do. But I'll figure out what the work passion is going to be as mm-hmm. I go. Like, and I'm, that's where I'm going to – I'll take six months to kind of figure out what exactly do I want. Like, I don't have yeah, to yeah. make a decision. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of merit in that. Like, I don't know that it's necessary to – your means for making money to be something that you're passionate about. Right. I think there's too much hype in that personally. I, I know lots of people that do stuff that they're not excited about but they don't hate it. I think that's important. Like you can't hate what you do. Right. Because you will, you'll bring that misery home to your family every night. Oh, hundred percent. And you'll always, you can't escape it. Right. So you can't hate it, but you don't have to like leap for joy when you go, get out of bed in the morning. Like, I can't believe I get to go do this today. Right. Like, right, right. no, like it can be a job. Even running a business is a job. Right? I know people that run businesses that make a ton of money and you look at it from the outside and you're like, man, I wouldn't get excited about doing that. I'm sure everybody looks at it couple of my businesses and says that like carpet cleaning, carpet like, cleaning? <laughs> eh, I don't want to do that that sounds terrible right but I don't hate it so much that I wouldn't do it for the money right you know it's not one of those things like I I enjoy the business model the the entrepreneurial aspect of it some of the challenges that come with it there's things I dislike about it but it's it's not like I wake up in the morning going gosh I finally made it I get to clean carpet <laughs> <laughs> you Look know how dirty this one look is. At, like, <laughs> I just, this is just, 
I can't believe it. Like, I've, this is my life's work and dream, you know, to be able to do this. You know, I'm sure there's people that find that out there, but I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's normal for everybody to, to land like that and, and, and have something that gets them that wound up that produces a sufficient living for them. Right. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I think it's fine to go make a couple hundred thousand dollars doing something that you're okay with so that you can take a month off in the fall and go elk hunting go, yeah, right. with your kids or go camping or, or, camping, or yeah. whatever, right? Like my dad worked a crap job since he was 19 years old. He still works at the same place. I mean, he was out in 30-degree, below-zero weather, banging salt cars with sledgehammers at the chemical plant. Yeah. You know, miserable job. But it allowed him to take an entire month off every summer, and we'd go stay at a campground for, you know, for a whole month and completely just chill out as a family and unwind. And uh, he was willing to do that all year long for that. Right. To be able to have that. that. Yeah, that's what he was fine with doing. Yeah, and he's like, you know, it allows me to do the things that I like to do, so I'm okay with doing it the rest of the year. Right. You know, that's where I'm at, like, like my, my why statement or my mission statement. It's like I want to create a village so we can all preserve what's important to us. So, like, everybody has their own things that's important, but, like, it takes the village to come together. So, like, even running a and village. you do have a village. I do have a village. <laughs> like, I have a, a small one. <laughs> Uh, but there's things that you have to do in the village that you don't like, but you, it's just necessary things that has to get done. So, like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that going into it, and I'll figure out, like, how do I do this? But, like, I've also learned, like, you've got to find the joys anywhere you're at. Like, I can remember being in Afghanistan, seeing a sunset, and be like, wow, this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm getting shot at right now. Like, wait a minute, why are you staring at the sunset? Like, yeah. But the, you, you have to find those right, little right. things. Yeah. And, like, I'm completely good with it. Like, and, like driving down the road like i'll just pull over and take a picture of the sunset and my wife would be like why are you doing this like what's a cool sunset like we got to get there we're late i was like yeah well it just took 30 seconds like we'll be fine like so like stop and smell the roses yeah so but i've also learned that like you just got to learn how to just take those little even if it's 30 seconds whatever break it is to find that passion to move forward with it and then it's like okay well now i gotta file these papers and go back through it and get get through some of the different things it's one of the things i've always admired about you is you you always have a very uh positive attitude and outlook and upbeat, smiley, happy personality. Yeah. Uh, and, I would and, and, and you've got more going on than most people I, I know. I mean, you add in just, just your family life compared to, like mine. You've got, you know, four times as many kids as I do. Um, that's a lot. And, you know, a mother, like, and a mother-in-law. Yeah, and a mother-in-law. Literally, you got to, I mean, I called you the other day and you were handling stuff there. And um, I mean, you've got a lot going on, but you're always, always smiling so, yeah, like, well, I got a car accident in 2004. I started taking flying lessons, gravity one, really weird thing about science. But uh, laying in a hospital bed for eight weeks, like, the only thing that I can control was my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, my body was literally, like, I couldn't move it. Really? Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like dislocated knee, hip, fractures in my pelvis, broke my back. So I was in a brace. Like, so the only thing I could really can control was my mind. And I realized then at that moment, like, no matter what, I can control this. And there's nothing anybody can do, say, that's going to make me change my thoughts. So it's Man. like, why, why waste them on negative things? Like, water off a duck's back. Like, just be happy. You'll be happier with everything else. Like, yeah. And so, like, I've, once I've gotten through that and I realized, like, it's just my mind. Like, I, I so would you, would you say you were different before that incident? I don't think it was a whole lot different, but I was way more confident and, like, I could recognize it. 
now after the accident. I, okay. I, think, I, I think I always had it. I think it was. I think it was always there, but I didn't recognize it. Okay. And then like once I had the accident, I'm laying in the hospital bed. Like I realized it. This how is what I had. How is. important it is, and like how confident I am in order to use it and say it that I have it, and just always wear it on my sleeve. So. Yeah. Wow. I never. I never heard that story. That's uh, profound. Yeah. Have that uh, epiphany laying in a hospital bed. You know that you've carried with you to this day. Right. I think it's almost twenty years ago, eighteen years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. Totally sidetracked me. I'm just thinking about that. I had no idea you broke your back and all that stuff and were laying in a hospital. Yeah, it was uh, it was the weekend Ronald Reagan passed away. The Marine Corps gave us a long weekend. It was like one of the few times I actually like followed all of the Marine Corps rules as a Lance Corporal. Like I, I actually that you weekend, were not out of bounds. I wasn't out of bounds. <laughs> I like I and wasn't you still drinking. got hurt. <laughs> I did a lot of terrible things as a Lance Corporal, but that was the weekend I legitimately followed all the rules and like life just has a way of winning. And so. you got punished. Yeah. No good deed goes unpunished, right? Yeah, exactly. Man, that's crazy. So you're going to be starting your skill bridge. Um, you're going to be working with John at Full of Capital, which is going to be a super cool experience. Yep. John's such a great dude. I've never had a conversation with John where I did not learn something. Um, right. The guy's been there, done it 100 times over. That's going to be really cool. Um, anything else big planned uh, during the next six months aside from the skill bridge? Uh, I'll collect a DD-214, which is pretty big. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, uh, uh, Outside of that, I don't really know. Like, that's okay. the thing. It's like we're trying to figure out, like, this is the, the hardest thing about transition is my wife has a vote. Right? <laughs> she I, never has before. She's right? never had a like, <laughs> right. and, I, and I don't mean to sound. The, the Marine Corps has always had the Marine Corps has always before. had the vote, right? And, yeah. just, and as we sit and talk about, like, what do you want? What do I want? Where do we want for the kids? Right, because like, you have family, you know, from Wyoming, from New York. She has family in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, and it's a weird piece to have because – for the 15 years we've been married, we've never had, she's never had a vote in where we're going. Mm-hmm. It's always, we're here or we're going here. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, well, what do you, how do you do this? Well, how do you take this into account? She's transitioning too. She's transitioning too. And so right. the kids, right? Like my kids are always like, do you find a job yet? What are you doing for work? And it's like, well, I don't know yet. She's like, well, you need a job. I'm like, well, I got six months. But why are you? You're five. You be you're quiet. Why, why are you grilling <laughs> me on this one? But like the whole family is going through this together. And, like, yeah. to tie it back in, like, I think that's what's great about the VVC is because even at some the last meeting that was there, you know, guys are bringing their families in. Oh, you missed this one because you were sick with COVID. But, like, yeah, guys are bringing their families in. And, like, but it's, it is a family thing. Like, yeah, we're, we're trying to, you know, work as the Veterans Business Collective on businesses. But, like, families, we're the military. If you're running a business, family's part of, family's it. And, like, part of that. Yeah. The military is our family. And so, like, by extension, like, all of that's together. And it's like you go through this transition and you can see how people have done it with their families and how the VBC is there to help you do this. That, so, that's so interesting to me that your 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 children are uh, harassing you about, <laughs> <laughs> about where the paychecks are going to come yeah. from in six months, right? Like, that's interesting that they're that's, that's on, on the top of their minds. Yeah, which I try and be open and honest because they're yeah. like, they're, they see as I'm doing things, like, I'm nervous. Like, who who is, like, I'm making a... 180 return in my life right and like some things i'm like oh i don't know i don't know anything about this and i'm like asking my wife like, what does this mean and she's like i don't know i'm not like i have no idea and then my kids are like what don't you know you don't know anything oh, you know you should know everything and i'm like well I, your I dad your dad you're yeah. supposed to know it all <laughs> so it's like uh and then they're like well why are you confused and i'm like well i've been in the marine corps for 20 years like i don't know this and yeah. she's like well, why don't you know that and I'm like, okay you're five Let's yeah <laughs> 
but they're keeping me in check. So it's yeah, good. yeah. No, that's 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 cool. That is. Now I've talked to other folks um, that have approached transition in a in a methodical manner, like you have, and they've all said that, like the Honor Foundation and some of these other other places, talk a lot about the importance of um, placing emphasis on geography first, like where you want to live, because it's harder to undo that after you've committed to a professional obligation. Like if you start a business in Wilmington and you're committed financially to its success and everything, you can't just decide in six months you want to live somewhere else, for example. Has, has that come into your and your wife's uh, discussions or, or thought processes at all as far as like geography or is it more finding, finding something to do that you're happy with? Geography has come into the conversation. It has to come into the conversation, but it, I, for us, it's not the, not the number, number one, one concern, but okay. it is like, it's always in the top two or three. Like mm-hmm. it's always right there. Like sometimes it is number one, but I wouldn't say that it's consistently number one. Like the piece that we're both trying to find is culture. Like okay. I, I need the culture of the military to be near, like and to, to say that I don't need that. I think I would be like ignorant to say that I don't need this. Like 20 years of my life, like the Marine Corps has ingrained this into me. And if, to me to like kind of go away cold turkey, I think would lead to a lot of other problems that we see in our military community. Mm-hmm. So like I'm looking for what's something that has that culture that I can get into. I mean, I want to, some of those similarities. And then right. I've also learned like we can be happy anywhere. Right. We could, we we, could we've that. learned to be happy in dumps in Afghanistan yeah. or Iraq and other third world not yeah, nice anyways, places. Yeah. And laughed at it. Lasted up the whole time. Right. You know, so, yeah. And I, I think I, some of that is, too, like, you know, my wife is from Kyrgyzstan, so, like, she's good with a lot of different places that we have to say that, oh, this is a lot nicer than where we're at. So, like, geography doesn't necessarily play in the fact. It's, like, it's culture. Like, she also wants the culture piece, too. Like, okay. She wants to be near the amenities, and she also likes some of the veteran attributes that we're looking for. So, it's, like, how do we match that culture because we'll figure out, you'll be happy anywhere that you go. Like You'll find like people wherever you go. You'll find those different things that you want. You'll find the nice bars and the nice parks and the, and the cultural things that you, you want to do. Or you can travel to them and get mm-hmm. to them quick, quickly. But you can't change the culture. Right. That makes sense. Well, very cool. We're, uh, we're just about out of time. I always wrap these up with, with two final questions. Um, the first one is, if, if you could leave one piece of advice for anybody listening, and it can be on transition it can be on whatever i don't care it could be a hunting tip doesn't matter to me whatever whatever piece of advice you want to leave on the table for for people what would it be uh for transition specifically like the military tells you to use two 24 months like use the 24 months like their guidance policy is to figure out how to use it and, and go slow it's your life like you're only going to be as successful as your transition i think so make sure you can plan it out and get time out there find an organization Find these different culture pieces that's going to make you happy, and only you, the individual, can figure that out. Um, awesome. And the second question is, do you have any book recommendations? The I know you read a lot. I do. I know you do. I mean, well, you do a lot of audio because you're drive, driving drive and stuff. So, I mean, anything profound lately that's really stood out to you? Um, the one that I just finished was Design Your Life. So it's like, how do you... Like, what does the perfect day look like? So I'm trying to figure this out. Like, how does this work? What, what does the perfect day look like for you? What does the perfect week look like for you? What's the perfect month look like? So then you can build, build a plan. And then, you know, my wife will do the same thing for hers. And then we'll come together and say, okay, here's my perfect day. Here's your perfect day. 
how do we make our perfect day? Kind of like figure these things out. Because I've always been, I got to be at work at Do time. all the days start with brunch and mimosas? I, I think they should. I think they should too. If not, at least, you know, a margarita or yeah. something. We'll see. So you get I have that choice. Figure out how to get paid for that. That's cool. I hadn't heard of that book. I'm gonna definitely gonna check it out. Um, and it's something you and your wife are doing together. You like you're both reading it at the same time. And I've been reading it, it and then telling her what we're doing for the homework assignment. Okay, gotcha. That's a good approach. All right. Well, very cool, man. Um, I think it'd be really neat to have you back on, like in six months, and see, see if <laughs> and see if uh, uh, you know how, what the skill bridge was like for you. If it led you to the path that you thought it would lead you to, or if you did another pivot, you know, halfway through it or something like that. So it'd be really cool to, uh, to revisit this and just kind of see, you know, how that whole transition thing ends up definitely culminating for you. Yeah, for sure. Right on. Well, thanks for coming down, man. Really appreciate you having, having you on today and, uh, we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for checking out the VBC podcast. I am State Farm Agent Rob Renz, and I want to help you get to a better place. Visit us online at ilminsurance.com. That's ilminsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.